0: The minute he walks into her office, Dr. Anna Costello knows the psychiatrist's report is wrong. After 30 years, she has an instinct for people, an eye for seemingly trivial details that reveal a person's inner character. First clue, fingernails clean and trimmed. They say hello with a glance, a quick nod while he scans her office. Knowing that he's checking her out as much as she is him, she waits and watches. A cluster of framed photos and diplomas on the wall draw him across the room. A candid shot in black and white of a mother and daughter mugging for the camera, cheek to cheek, tongue sticking out, wide-eyed with dimpled cheeks. Then he reads her diplomas. After a few seconds, he looks over his shoulder at the doctor. She knows what he's thinking. How can anyone who graduated 20 years before he was born possibly understand anything worth understanding? A collection of carved wooden animals on a glass shelf behind her desk catches his attention next. A big yellow bird with outstretched wings A green grasshopper, a lizard of some type, a monkey, and a sheep covered with white fleece. I like animals, he says, turning to face her. When they shake hands, he looks her in the eye, direct and unblinking. Her second clue, open, intelligent, curious. The set of his jaw, tense and tight-lipped, tells her he doesn't want to be here. Who would? What 14-year-old likes to be told he's crazy? The official report said, Antisocial with explosive aggression. A report she's already dismissed as typical bureaucratic ineptitude. Gesturing towards the couch, she says, Take a seat, Llewellyn. Lefty, he says. No one calls me Llewellyn. You don't like your given name? Too difficult to spell. That's the first lie, she thinks. Lefty it is, then. You can call me Anna or Dr. Costello, whichever makes you feel comfortable. She places Llewellyn's file, the government report, on the low table between them and starts the session. You know why you're here? Because the judge sent me. Do you know why? he sent you. Because he doesn't know Dick. So why don't you tell me what the judge doesn't know? Like, I've told this story like a million times, and no one believes me. Second lie. You're talking about the police, she says, the firemen, the lawyers, and the judge? He nods. We all have jobs to do, Lefty. Mine is to listen to you. I can't tell you everything. Tell me what you can. Costello interrupts. You installed a bathroom? Lefty looks at her blankly, as if to say, of course. Even with Eric's block and tackle, technically his grandfather's block and tackle, getting the toilet bowl up to the second story was a struggle. Imagine this toilet, ten meters, swinging like a pendulum, Lefty tells Costello. Four of us trying to pull it into place with ropes running off in all directions. A toilet? Costello says, holding back laughter. Pink isn't my favorite color, but hey, it was free. They shoved a plastic drain pipe through a hole in the floor, duct taped one end to the toilet bowl, and sloped the pipe away from the tree. Into a pile of concrete rubble below. Although perfectly functional as it was, Mitch and Mo wanted walls. Earache disagreed. Everybody knew girls sat down to pee, so what was the big deal? The girls argued that certain things had changed. Besides, they had worked just as hard on the fort as the guys, and it was only fair that they had equal say on things. So they voted on it. Three to one in favor of privacy. Erich began to feel that he may have been wrong and the time was right for some diplomacy. A while back, Mitch had brought a curious George blanket to the treehouse, abandoned by her baby brother, when his allegiance shifted from George to Yoda. Eric threw the blanket over his shoulder, climbed up to the next level, wrapped it around three of the four posts surrounding the pink toilet, and disappeared inside to inaugurate the unit. Moments later, he stood in the open door, zipped up, and proclaimed in his most theatrical voice, From this day forward, heretofore, Forthwith and in forever after perpetuity, this here treehouse, our treehouse, shall be known as the Democratic Republic of Monkville. We were just having fun, Lefty tells Costello. It's not our fault how things turned out, Costello shivers as if a cold front had just rolled into the room. Moments ago, she was listening to a young man tell his story, proud of his accomplishment, surrounded by friends, creating memories, learning about life, developing his character, a young expression of the mature man. Now, all that was gone. One day, Mo and I were there alone, Lefty says. We heard a voice call us from below, all hushed and wispy, like Clint Eastwood, when he's mad.